Wig, did you just say wig? Wig, okay. <laughs> Welcome. Uh, hello. Hi. I'm Art here. I'm C. Tepper. And this is Wigging Out. <laughs> the end of the year edition. It is. Yeah. What a year 2019 has been. Uh, one less decade of my life. <laughs> <laughs> and we're in- entering the roaring 20s. I hope there's a lot of alcoholism, clapper dresses. Um, maybe some debauchery, and then the Great Depression. And then the Great Depression. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I was just waiting. For I'll you be to get in that my th- th- I'll be in my thirties during the Great Depression. So oh. you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so Caitlin, what are we talking about today? We're gonna talk about just like kind of everything. We're doing a mini wrap up, and it's not that many because it'll probably be an hour. Yeah, it's probably. <laughs> it's really, <laughs> I, I I act like these episodes will be short. They aren't. Um, the basically the topics we just want to cover is just all the drag race. I know. So who was it? Jonathan, who we interviewed, but this was before I interviewed him. It was like, oh, you're only doing drag race for one episode. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, but like, this is our chance to talk about what's happened since that one yeah. episode. Um, we also want to talk about all the drama. There's a lot of drama. All in the our drama. Local community. In the local scene. <laughs> and I'll get into that. <laughs> yeah. Well, some people have podcasts purely based on that. That's what I'm assuming their podcasts are about. I don't mm. listen to podcasts. Mm. I don't even listen to us. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to listen to us when we edit. Yeah, so. you, you have to. I don't. But um, yeah, so we'll talk about that. And then we're going to talk about us because clearly that we're the most important part of the entire year. Obviously. Clearly. We invented 2019. <laughs> we invented podcasting. We invented podcasting. Both We drag invented drag. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're just we're just like that, guys. Yeah, I don't know. We're very important people. Thank you for coming back each and every year. Yeah. <laughs> each and every year. Each and like, every we haven't episode. even hit one year yet. Let's, I know. Let's not get crazy. That's going to be insane. Okay. Okay. Let's get started with Drag Race. Okay. Um, I think the biggest thing about Drag Race that kind of like... I don't know if it, it killed it for me this year. It was just like we had like, what, four seasons of it? Three winners, three or four winners this season. Four winners. Yeah. Three seasons. That That's so much. And it, it wasn't <laughs> like, now we're kind of like in between seasons. So it's mm-hmm. like kind of a dry spell. Uh-huh. But like it was just so much. It was, especially at the, at the beginning of the year. It was just yeah, like we between did not have All a break. Stars and, um, what was it? All Stars and the regular season. Yeah. It was just like, so much and then we had like race. a small break in summer yeah and then we got drag race uk yeah which we will talk about but let's start from the beginning yeah. the first season <laughs> of the year of the year <laughs> even though it started last year yeah. technically yeah. but whatever yeah, yeah. you know what we mean um so let's talk about all stars we probably talked about this on the drag race episode we probably did i didn't listen to it <laughs> i don't remember so we're gonna just talk about it again um so it, maybe our thoughts have changed. I don't know. Um, this is the first time we got a double crowning yes. for um, All-Stars 4 with Trinity and uh, Monet Exchange. So I think I talked about this on our Drag Race episode, but they've been, the producers have been wanting to do this since season th- six, at least, because they, they had, what did they do? They um, crowned Adore and Bianca mm-hmm. as one of the alternate endings. And Courtney didn't get one. And Courtney didn't get one. That's another story. But like, 
So they've been wanting to do this for a long, long time. And I don't know why they chose this All-Stars to do it. But, you know, maybe because they didn't want another white blonde queen. That's I, my guess. I think <laughs> that's, like, I hate to say that, but, like, I think that was the main reason. I mean, they couldn't have had another white blonde like, queen. Like, and this isn't, like, to shit on either of their talent, but, like, Trinity was killing it for All-Stars. She was doing really well. And um, I mean, my my hope to win um, got eliminated by who? Uh, <laughs> who was your uh, hope? Manila. Uh, Manila. Yeah. I, okay. I really wanted Manila. Manila is one of my OG standing yeah. people that um, we talked about that episode. Yeah. But um, I think what they actually destroyed like the last episode. It's got, Drag Race mm-hmm. is kind of weird because it's kind of like the Super Bowl of drag. Yeah. And, and in the actual Super Bowl, even though sports, ew. But like <laughs> in the actual Super Bowl, it does not matter how many games you have won to mm-hmm. get there as long as you're there, obviously. All that matters is the final moments. That's yeah. why Sasha Bloor won, you know? So yeah. Monet fucking destroyed the like last episode entirely. But I don't know. It, it's a TV show. They just decide who they want. Um, and you could tell by the editing, like they did, they didn't. Monet properly. was definitely had no idea. She's they, talked about that. Yeah, they definitely didn't plan. They were not planning crowning. it. They were just like, "What do we do?" There's probably like, we can't have another white blonde queen. Yeah. But um, Trinity's done so well this season. Yeah, Trinity did really well, and Monet did really well. They both so did well. Like, it was, it was kind of weird that it wasn't Monique and Monet if it was I just really wanted that. Yeah. if it was just based on the last episode, um, not on anything previous. Because yeah, um, Monique, um, there was no re- they didn't really give a reason for her elimination, which is yeah. interesting. But, um, okay. Monique still has my heart. Um, I love her dearly. Yeah, she's she's a very sweet person. I'm I sure might as well. be working with her soon. Ah, Fingers she's in crossed. L.A. now. Fingers crossed. Thank she's you. very sweet. Um, but um. That was that season, and then we were like really bruf, uh, rushed into season eleven. Eleven. I was at twelve. <laughs> no, I I keep forgetting what season we're on. Like I have a really hard time remembering because yeah. it just feels like so many yeah. right now. I feel like we're getting that rotation of like um, America's Next Top yeah, Model. Yeah, we talked. Like, we definitely <laughs> talked about that. It's just yeah. like kind of so many. Um, which um, I mean, I'm generally concerned about the future of the show, mostly in the sense of like. When so I feel like the show isn't necessarily made for queer people anymore. Oh, it I think was, I've definitely talked about that. Yeah, no, it's um, absolutely not made for queer people. But like when straight audiences get bored of it, what yeah. happens to drag after that? Oh, that's. I feel like we have <laughs> we have a ways to go for that, but yeah, I, I think it's far off. But it's definitely something that I'm like concerned about I in mean, the future. It, it'll, <laughs> it, you know, everything comes in waves. Yeah. So. Um. I mean, and, even if you look at like the history of drag, like. Divine was like the biggest drag mm-hmm. superstar had like number one hits and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. So like drag has been mainstream before, even yeah. before that in the twenties, there were silent film stars that were like giant superstars. Yeah. So like, it's just, it's all cyclical. Yeah. Um, I had, what are your general feelings about season 11? Um, honestly, I don't remember that much Ooh. of it, which I agree. <laughs> like, I honestly, like thinking back, I don't remember that much. Like, I love Nina West, so I know she was on it. <laughs> um, the, the lip sync finale was cute. Like, Evie did a good job. I was, I was <laughs> really obsessed with Evie's performance with the, I think the fina- final performance of the mirrors. Yeah, that, that one, was, that, obviously. That was, that That's was the gaggy. only one I'm talking about. That was really gaggy. Um. My well, so what happens? What tends to happen is everyone's like, "Oh, after they win, now what? This yeah. is what happens. Now what? Uh-huh. Now what is you are under contract to tour for at least a year. Yeah. So Evie's currently on a contract under 
touring all, the, all over like she she doesn't have time to like you know branch out and do what she wants to do yet so that'll probably happen next year when the next winner is crowned but i do want to talk about aquaria because everyone said that last year they're they're like oh aquaria won now what she hasn't done anything because she was under contract she's yeah. still under contract like doing a million things but now i feel like aquaria's kind of c- come into her own she's really like dominating the fashion scene yeah she's at every cool party she's at every one- runway like they- i've known aquaria since she started drag when she was underage like 17 year old running around new york city have you seen that um i think it's become like a photo meme on twitter of what um so um a candy muse which is oh, um, yeah, the I daughter of aja she has like this photo of her like in the VIP section yeah. where she's just like sitting there like mm-hmm. stone faced, and now everybody's like recreating it, and people keep adding people to like this VIP room where they're not talking to each well, other. Well, Aquaria, Aquaria, <laughs> Aquaria's rec- on there twice. <laughs> no, well, Aqu- yeah, Aquaria recreated it with Candy, but um, Aquaria was always a meme queen way before drag. Like that was her like thing even before. But like as I say, like. I knew Aquaria way back when, and like this was always her destiny. This is mm. what was always going to happen to her, and it was happening to her even before Drag Race was happening. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So now it's just on a much more global level, yeah. which is crazy. So good for you, Aquaria. I'm very proud of you. Um, I don't. Season eleven was kind of weird. It was definitely like. Do you okay? Is there any like highlights that you remember? Because I honestly don't remember. Too They're much mostly of like it. on Tuck stuff, and it was between like Evie and like Silky. And, I um, just remember Silky being just there at all times. That's yeah. like that's m- most of my memory of I it. I don't. Uh, it, I liked Brooke a lot because I knew Brooke before. Yeah. Because she was a big, big name in the drag world yeah. before, so she fucking killed it. Um. And um, now she's on Drag Race Canada. We could talk about that. <laughs> um. Which. We can get the, into that a little later because I have some tea. Okay. But, <laughs> oh, oh, I don't. I don't. I only. Ha- I only know one contestant on there. But um, I, I do too. I'm. I'm a sure it's the them. same person. I probably. <laughs> um, but. Um, I don't know. Season eleven was really weird. It, w- it was definitely like a season I'm not really interested in revisiting. I like. I always end up rewatching everything anyway. Yeah. So. I'm currently rewatching season three for the fiftieth mm. time with my boyfriend. But like. Eh. That reminds me, um, when Drag Race UK, like, came out, um, I was, well, I didn't have, like, WoW Plus or whatever, whatever the fuck the service is, and, um, obviously, I didn't go to viewing parties, because I don't go out anymore, but... (laughs) Oh, that's the only way I watched it. Um, I I was streaming it or whatever, and I was, like, really adamant about watching it for the first couple episodes, and I thought it was, like, really refreshing, like, formula change, Mm -hmm. like, um, the Queen's really entertaining, and, like, it was, um... Every like everything about the cast I loved. It yeah. was everything the surrounding like dra- like the drag race formula that I didn't like. Oh. And I eventually like stopped watching. Oh, did you? Yeah, like maybe like more than halfway through. Oh wow. Um and I just like looked up like who at home and stuff and I was like just oh. to keep up, but I didn't I didn't watch it. So So with me, I wanted to keep wa- like I had the same situation but for a different reason. I wanted to keep watching it, but I just literally don't have time cuz mm. this and Holiday season, I work in retail. It is very, very difficult to have a life <laughs> and also work in retail, Tea. like during the holidays. Tea. So I just have not had time. But like, I really, really did love the first few episodes. I love the queens that they chose. I, it definitely reminded me of early seasons of Drag Race, where it's just mm-hmm. like queens being themselves. It's not yeah. like overly produced, overly edited. And yeah. they just let them shine, which I miss. Um yeah, I thought, like, literally, um, I'm just, just going to dunk on RuPaul and Michelle Visage. Like, 
they're the most unbearable parts of that show. Oh, really? <laughs> um, Are you? Yeah. I still think they're entertaining. Um, I mean, I, they have their entertainment value for sure, but it's just like, it felt really f- weird to see an American be like, hello, governor. Oh, and then the oh like, that's what you mean. Hi. <laughs> well, Michelle and Rue, like, they really do love the UK. Michelle's, like, obsessed with the UK. That's why she's now working in all UK television. So... It's it's all coming from a place of love over there, I think. Oh, I don't think um, I don't think it's like a bad thing. It's just more of like an annoying thing. It's <laughs> that makes sense. Them being campy. Yeah. Um. So I I really I was really because after season eleven, like should I we was, do a spoiler alert about who won? I mean, it's like I mean, it, it's been like a month now yeah. at this point. Um. So the Vivian won. Yeah. She was the one who won um, when they had like this like mini who can represent yeah, yeah, yeah. drag race in the UK. So she originally won that. Then she won this. I mean, based on the first couple episodes, she clearly was going to win the show either way. Yeah. I have not watched the full season, but it was very obvious she was going to win. Mm, good for her. Congrats. I mean, I was. Um... <laughs> and she just got married, too, which is. Oh, crazy. wow. Yeah. That's I saw wild. that on her Instagram. She just um, got married. I think at the beginning of the season, I was like very pro. Um, Davina. Uh, or not, no, no. I was very pro Vivian, but like through the the season, oh, I was like very goes, pro Davina. And, mm-hmm. Well, but, didn't they make her more of the underdog? Dog? A little That's bit. That's what I yeah, could yeah, tell. Yeah, um, I was really impressed with her looks. Um, she really came into her own. I like Vega's personality a lot. I know she had some problematic pre-show issues. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because the whole whatever, Tory. I don't know anything about UK politics. Well, I know a little bit, but like... She's like, no, I've changed my ways, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. And then she got dunked on about her um, mom. Did you see that? No. Um, so many people were like, I, I don't, I didn't watch that episode, but oh. so I might be misspeaking, but. Um, so oh, was the, it a makeover episode? They had the makeover uh, episode and her mom came on. Mm-hmm. And like, from what I could tell from like online readings, it's like, they didn't really have a relationship. Oh. And so it was like really awkward. And oh. like, um, Bago just sort of like. Which is like, yeah, I did her. Like, it wasn't like, wow. a, like a friendly kind of relationship. That's crazy. Um, and now, like, I, now I really want to watch this. I, I, I think that's true. I don't, yeah. don't quote me on that. But um, it was just kind of, sort of like, and then she got dunked on because like she did, like she, she was like one of the worst in the makeup oh. makeover challenge. Yeah. Um, and people were like, oh my god, you did that to your mom. And oh I was like, shit. I don't know. I was, I was a little peeped by that. I'm like, we, we didn't know the behind the scenes tea. It seems kind of like a messy thing. Oh, so <laughs> now I really need to watch it up this episode. I really thought I would catch up before we did the end of the year, but I just have no time. So next I know who year, won. It's fine. I mean, I know who won too. I know the top three. Yeah. But I mean, I'm I'm just happy. I really hope they stay like towards like old school drag race where they just let the queens just be themselves. Yeah. It's still gonna be edited. It's still gonna be producer involvement, whatever. But like, mm. just more of an opportunity for them to shine and focus less on like million dollar looks you mm. know i do have some tea about drag race uk okay about who might have been either a guest judge or a permanent judge wait uk yeah uk oh who jeffree star what yeah what jeffree star he's not from the uk he's from yeah California. i know <laughs> <laughs> um what? but there was talks about him this is back when his like makeup um, got stolen out of this factory. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why he like got um, cut out of it. But um, this is from 
I think Jake Yancey and um, Rich Lux. Jake Yancey is one of my favorite people. <laughs> I just want everyone to know that he is like Isley's number one supporter and <laughs> I support him. So Reddit be nice to him because he's the best. We Thank love you. our YouTube drama. Sleeve, yeah, so. we love. I mean, I, I, I come from Hey Queen. We're used to being messy. Yeah. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. just continuing the tradition. <laughs> but the tea is that um, Rue doesn't want him on the show. Why? Um, she's afraid of like him stealing the spotlight. Which, um, I don't know, there's some evidence to that, I think. But I guess. I mean, it's always going to say RuPaul's Drag Race, I, you know? Yeah, I always feel like, <laughs> like RuPaul's always going to be the star of the show. Well, that's why they never, ever had any, like, old school drag queen, like, like mm, besides legends, Lady Bunny. Legends. Yeah, like, and none of the legends ever came on because, allegedly, RuPaul, like, didn't want anyone stealing her spotlight. That would make sense for her. <laughs> I can see it. I mean, it's uh, your show. Yeah, like, it's her, her at the show. end of the day, she's the producer. It's her fucking show. She yeah. can do whatever the fuck she wants. Um, but I don't know. I Jeffrey Star on Drag Race would be interesting. Does he have enough of a personality for the show? That's my. Have question. you watched any of his YouTube videos? <laughs> he, I don't know. He just reminds me of an alien from outer space. T, love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, speaking of. I don't know the drama around RuPaul Drag Race, but like, where do you see the future of it? Like, well, we were going to talk about Canada, so I oh, think we tea. should. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about Canada, and then we'll do the future. Okay, here's... because I did not put Canada on the list, but obviously yeah. Canada is important. Here's some tea that I've heard um, from uh-huh. an undisclosed source. About... That could be a lot of people in New York. Yeah, continue uh, <laughs> about the scheduling for next year. Basically, oh, oh, what is it? Um, so it's going to be All Stars Five. Yeah. Maybe a few weeks break, what? season 12, mm-hmm. uh, maybe a week break, Canada, uh-huh. and then season UK. 13. Uh, wait, what? Yeah. 13? Thir- that's oh, oh com- you mean right after. Okay. Yeah. So basically, we're going to have four seasons next year. Yeah, but what about UK? I, I mean, they haven't started filming that, but we know season three is casting, and they're probably going to film... Well, Probably they were cl- well. They were clearly going to film a lot earlier because casting notices came out, like for the tapes and everything, yeah. like four months in advance. Yeah. No one's prepared. Oh, yeah. I'm involved with it all. It's just yeah. driving me crazy. Um. So the T is we're gonna have four seasons next year, maybe five. I can see it. Um. But that's insane I, I we're used like, to having one a well, year. The thing is, I I think for thirteen they might just do it in January. Of you know 2021. what? I mean? yeah. yeah, I think that makes sense too. It takes a lot of time to edit the shows. It doesn't yeah. take that long to film, but to edit takes a long, yeah, fucking time. I so that's really insane. That's my guess. It's really insane that we're getting that much content from. Drivers. I mean, it's a lot. Plus the fucking Vegas residency and like all this other stuff. Well, that's gonna be celebrity easy. drag race. Like, I don't understand what that is. Is it just basically drag you for celebrities? I. That's what I've gotten. That's from what it. I, like. That's all I can see it, from um, that. It's drag you for celebs. Also from Jake Yancey. Um, Jake Yancey, my favorite. Shout out Jake Yancey. I love you, Jake. Uh, <laughs> I think he said there's gonna be like four to six episodes, so it's like only like a month thing, which is interesting. Oh, but it's there's really, so many queens doing it. Yeah, I think they're switching it out like every episode kind of thing. That's. So like drag like are they doing multiple celebrities at once? I mean, I obviously guess. we don't know. don't know. We don't know because they haven't released anything. Um, that's the tea right now about all that. But yeah, I don't know. It, like there's so much draggers. That's so much drag. Like I, I, 
I didn't keep up with Drag Race UK, and it was a season I liked. I know. So I was that, like, no, I'm, I'm thinking. Keep up the, with all this? I'm thinking the same thing. It's just very like with my schedule. I mean, it's my schedule's gonna lighten up by next year, but like it's just I have a hard time keeping up. Yeah. So keeping up with the Drag Race queens. I'm just worried about fatigue, like a lot. Oh, I'm already having fatigue. Yeah. I definitely have fatigue. But, you know, hopefully the content's good. I hope they, like, yeah. give us quality content. Yeah. They also keep winning Emmys, which we haven't talked yeah. about. Like, oh, that's, that's a huge, huge, like, thing. The fact that they consistently are winning reality TV show of the year. Yeah. Um, host of the year. They keep winning all these Emmys. So they're going to keep producing good um, con- decent content. I feel like. Um, and it makes VH1 so much money. <laughs> it does. Well, it's and it's not just Drag Race. There's also, you know, all the, like, little shows, like, on, everything like yeah. that. Like, there's just so much going on. I can't keep up with it anymore. Like, I can't. Um, <laughs> call me a cynic, but I'm seeing that bubble burst. I don't know. Sooner than later. I, I, <laughs> I think it'll keep growing, though. Like, I think the more money they get, the more production can, like, elevate mm-hmm. itself. And then they can hire more people and just yeah, keep it going. I don't know. Um, we'll see um, we'll see yeah for sure. i mean we're just so involved with it we're not like the average viewer the yeah. average viewer watches the show and never thinks about it again yeah. that's the average viewer yeah we're we're more than that so like we're gonna like feel it the presence more i feel like <laughs> that's just yeah okay that's the vague future yeah um do you want to talk about canada Oh, we didn't even talk about it yeah. yet. That's how much Drag Race is going on. I know, on. right? Um, um, I know at least one queen. Yeah, I know this. one queen. It's probably the same queen that you know. Yep. Um, it's probably the queen that everyone in New York knows. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Um, I'm interested in, like, these regional drag races. Like... Are they going to be as popular? Are they well, so Brooklyn is Brooklyn Heights is doing is the judge on it, like mm-hmm. a judge. I don't H- know who's husband is she hosting like it. A permanent judge? Is yeah, she hosting? Like, yeah, no, I'm pretty sure she's permanent judge. Like okay. that's how they kind of like. That's why she was doing so much press for Drag Race and all that. Interesting. Like post show. Yeah. Um, I don't know who's hosting it. I don't know either. The thing about Canada is there's so much untapped talent there. Like it, the Canada scene is very, especially Toronto. Cause like mm. it's so close to New York. Like yeah. the Toronto scene is insane. The, the Canadian scene, like there are so many drag queens up there and they're really, mm. really good. It's about time they got their own, like, cause they're not allowed to film. Like unless you have like a residency or a visa, like mm. you can't come to the U S to film, which is mm. fucking stupid. Yeah. So like, it's finally their chances to shine. I really yeah. hope they get some good Queens. Well, um, I mean, Australia is coming up too. Oh my God, Australia! Yeah, add more like six more seasons apparently. Like Australia and Canada, like there's a lot of places that drag happens around the world, but like Australia and Canada really are like the two outside of the U.S. like kind of leading the way more Mm -hmm. than the U.K. more than any other Mm -hmm. places in like Europe or anything. So like, I'm glad those queens are getting their spotlight. Yeah, Um, I still think it's kind of. I don't want to say it's funny, but it was kind of humorous to find out that, like, the UK girls couldn't win any prize money. Well, they weren't allowed to. Yeah, they weren't allowed to because of, like, Because it's, yeah. it's part of the BBC, which is a government-run channel or something mm-hmm. like that. And also, everyone's like, what are they getting badges? The badges were, like, a reference to a children's TV show yeah. in the UK that's really popular. Yeah. I don't know what it is because I'm not Blue Peter. Game. Blue Peter, there yeah. you go. So, like... Americans just don't get that, but yeah, whatever. but I, I just thought it was funny because like everyone's like they're not winning money, 
Yeah, like, I all know. All Americans are like, they're not winning money. But that's how you know we're in like a capitalist, like corporate system. Even watching season three, because they only win $75,000, which obviously a lot of that goes to taxes. So Grand prize of $1. Yeah, no. <laughs> not even, yeah. Not, for the UK, not even that. But like, it's just funny to see, be like, wow, only $75,000. That's it. That's all they get. Well, I think season one was like Season one 25? was 25000 yeah. yeah. So it's just like, wow. <laughs> but it's not about that. They, it's yeah. all about exposure and like what they do with their career after. They're gonna. I'm telling you. I know you've talked about this before, but they're gonna do an all winter season, and the grand prize is gonna be a million dollars. They that, better. That's they'll how. They're, the, that's how they're gonna get Bianca on. <laughs> they'll have the budget for it by that yeah, time too. Yeah, for sure. Um, what a messy season that's gonna be. I'd watch the shit out of that. Um, uh, the winners. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm excited for Canada. I'm excited for Australia too. Like, honestly, I'm kind of over U.S. Drag Race. I'll Gee. bring on the international queens. I think their scenes are so much more exciting internationally than, yeah. you know, what Drag Race is currently, like, pigeonholding. Holding. I, I, I think they need to hire, to fix U.K., or not U.K., U.S. Drag Race, I think they need to hire better writers. And oh, You mean writers? Like, yeah. people in an actual union? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Not orchestrate drama as much, I guess. I mean, that's what people keep coming to, but like it really brings down the morality of the show. And it's like, I'm not interested in watching this when people are just fighting. Well, and, like, I, I just hate fake drama. I'm here yeah. for the real drama. Yeah. Drag queens are really fucking dramatic. Like, that's like the point. How fucking <laughs> dare you? <laughs> yeah, drag queens are really dramatic. Like, you don't need to force anything, like, yeah. over force it. You well, can force it. It's a reality show, obviously, but like, overly, like, I th- Forcing things. I think like keeping people on just for drama. I mean, is, they've always done that. They've though. always done that, but like it's becoming such an inherent problem because it's like people that like aren't up to caliber, or like, not even that, or just people who like they're just look queens, so yeah. they're just there to do the runways. And yeah. That's it. That's all yeah. they have to contribute. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm getting tired of it, but um, oh, well, you know, we'll still be watching. We can't even complain. Um, and other words we also have a, a separate drag compu- competition we have a couple dra- uh, drag competitions yeah um dragula Whee. um i'm assuming they're gonna start season four sometime next year well, well com- season three took so long to come out it's crazy how long i think they was- shot it versus when yeah. it actually aired <laughs> i think um well they didn't they shot it i think they were working on like licensing stuff uh because they shot it from what i can remember like March or April of this mm-hmm. year, and it came out like September, and that's a pretty short production oh. cycle. Um, and no, it just took so long because I think they were trying to like sell the rights because they weren't happy with like the YouTube. Oh, I know everything yeah, about that and Hey Queen and stuff and uh, all that, all that jazz. We won't have to get into that's that. That's that's not that. Yeah. We can talk about that <laughs> off camera. Yeah. <laughs> um, but. Um, and but then that kind of bit them in the ass with their Amazon fiasco. Um, Why? Because I know um, episodes leaked. It, it wasn't even like episode. Well, episodes leaked. Episodes wouldn't be posted. Episodes would be posted to a different page. It was just like a whole complete mess. Mm. Um, and then they finally switched to Netflix. Yeah, after they're the season, Netflix. Season right? ended. So now oh, season two. Oh, I didn't two, realize that happened halfway through the season. No, it was, it was after the season. Oh, ended. gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. So now season two and three are on Netflix, and then I guess season one is just gonna stay on YouTube. But mm. um, I mean, well, it's on Amazon Prime. Oh, is it? Yeah. Still. 
I don't know. I think they took season two and they three did? Off, off Amazon. Wow. Pink, um, when they switched to Netflix. So. Crazy. So maybe it'll become like a Netflix original, which would be mm. fun to watch. Um, that means like probably a better budget and better production. So I don't know. We'll see. But what do you think of season three? I loved season three. Um, it was I had a little I was a little worried in the beginning um, because they in the first episode, they kind of pigeonholed all the contestants into like what they like come off as immediately, like stereotype them in a little oh. way. Um, like I think, uh, especially for Hollow Eve and like um, um, Land Insider, they're like, "You two aren't normal contestants on this show. Can you prove yourself?" And I was like, "This is boring." Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but and. Yeah, it was like it was a really weird way to like separate them from the cast, um, but but they did that with everybody, but them too. It was like really odd because they're AFAB. Yeah, um, and um, Hollow Eve's non-binary, um, and it was just sort of like uh, signaling them out to be like, "You're different. Can you compete?" Um, and but then fucking landed one, so it's like good. <laughs> well, I like I've known about Landon for so long, Me too. and when I lived in LA, I saw Landon perform a lot. So I've surprised. seen his Drag Race audition tape. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah, um, he did like a Peter Pan thing in his car. It was very interesting. Um, and I've seen since um, then his like drag has like evolved into the super monster he is. And I was really my question is mm-hmm. if there was another like because. When I saw Landon perform, which has been many mm. times, like, I never got the monster b- vibe. It's mm. just like, oh, we just need an alternate show mm. because Landon will never get on Drag Race. So mm. now you have to be spooky. Huh. Interesting. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know Landon personally, but yeah. like, I never got that vibe. Mm-hmm. But it just seems like, oh, now everyone has to, like, kind of conform to being spooky and Halloween-y. Even, like, like Eva Destruction. I feel like a lot of the people, like... There uh, there are a lot of contestants who are that way, who are on yeah. the show. But I feel like, oh, this is, like, the only way they're going to get any sort of name recognition. Mm. See, because, like, I don't consider some of the queens to be spooky, but... It's just showing like that they're capable of doing that and being I guess like, so. I think Dragula is more of like a showcase of alternative drag than yeah. like spooky drag. Which spooky drag is not inherent in alternative drag, but it's definitely a component. It's it. definitely a part of it, but yeah. I feel like sometimes they have to like kind of conform to those rules, mm-hmm. which is kind of like the opposite of drag race. Like yeah. drag race is like how much of a supermodel can you be? And yeah. like. <laughs> Oh, they're definitely like on the opposite end. No, but it's it's kind of like even though they're opposite ends, it's kind of like similar. Like, how much can you conform to this style of drag? You know? Um, there was a lot of criticism for um, uh, when Yovska, which was on season three, and uh, or who was on season three, and um, and Erica um, clash on season two. Um, they made a lot of references that weren't necessarily mainstream Western references. There were a lot mm. of like Eastern like Japanese or like um, Asian culture references. Mm-hmm. And the boulets would be like, I don't get it. So it's bad. And it's just like, <laughs> that's not how that works. Um, oh man. Oh um, man. Yeah. So it, it, they have a bias and I feel like the, they don't really address it as much. Um, and they kind of have like a 
personality. I don't want to say similar to RuPaul's, but like s- similar in the way that they, they host and like they judge. Mm-hmm. Um, where they're like they have this standard that they're going off oh, of, yeah. and they're not super flexible. Flexible. They do say we're critiquing um, your execution and not your drag. Yeah, if that makes sense. But um, it. Well, you can at, say that all you want, but as yeah. long as if it's not showing, then it doesn't make sense. Well, so. at, at the end of the day, RuPaul and the Boulets come from kind of like a production yeah. backdrop, especially the Boulets more than anything. They were yeah. producers first and foremost. So they always had, when they were doing like just normal shows, they had mm. to like fill the shows. Yeah. Who are you going to put on the, your show in LA to get people to come? So yeah. I feel like it's like that, but on a much larger scale. Yeah, That's what I'm assuming they're coming sure. from. And we always have um, Camp One and Kiki. Camp One and Kiki. Which I haven't watched yet. I've no. never watched it, but I, I, I know people on it. Um, <laughs> I know people that are auditioning for it. Oh. I know people that are auditioning for Drag Race and auditioning for Camp One and Kiki. I'm like, I know. I mean, okay. I'm sure there's lots of people doing Dragoland and yeah. Drag Race at the same time, too. Um, uh, which, uh, I mean, I have some drag, not Drag Race hopes, um, but Dragula hopes maybe one day. In the oh, future. for yourself? Yeah. Oh. Maybe one day in the future. We'll see. Okay. See, I I'm, mean, I'm not saying I'll audition tape anytime soon, but <laughs> okay. Well, I'm not ready for it, but maybe, maybe. in the future. In the future, that'd be um, cool. Um, I want to see you for and, a hot minute. And I was gonna say I'm gonna abandon Kate, Caitlin. <laughs> I was like, who's gonna co-host with me? I'll uh, just get. On I mean, I'm gonna go home like episode one, so I'll just be back. Oh uh, yeah, that'll be easy then. Okay, perfect. <laughs> You'll get on the casting special. I really miss <laughs> casting specials, by the way. Oh, me too. I wish I, I did Because I've been rewatching season three, and that's when they have the casting specials. Like, and, like, half the girls on there, like, became Drag Race Yeah, stars. they all became on there. That's why they don't do it anymore, because uh, you could see, like, how far along in the process everyone was. Yeah. So even if they didn't get that season, they were going to get a future season. Yeah. But I love seeing Lady Red on there, my mama. Uh, yeah. I love it. She's in there a lot. It's weird. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> 2020, bring that back casting specials. Bring back casting specials. Maybe, we'll make our own. We should make our own. Maybe casting season special. 13 is literally just a giant casting special. Honest, I would, <laughs> that'd be better, honestly, than whatever they're gonna. Produce. Oh, I'd live. <laughs> I would live. I, I just want to like meet more drag queens. Mm, That's same. my life. Um, okay, we've talked for quite a while. I think we should. Take we a break. definitely need a break. We have like <laughs> actual things to talk about yeah. that are more important <laughs> um, we're gonna take a little break and um basically it's gonna turn into a giant rant so Yay! get ready kids drama Woo! Woo! bye i feel that already wig okay wig did you just say wig wig okay i'm leaving on a jet plane i don't think that's how that song goes anyways we're back hi i, I think that is how it goes is it yeah i've only heard that song once and i think it was on glee Really? <laughs> okay. And we're back. And we're back. <laughs> Hi, kids. Um, John Denver, that's who it is. Yes. Okay. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my pop culture brain was like, no, I know who this is. Who is this? I know who it is. Okay. Um, so we we're getting get, to the juicy part of this. This drag. is all the negative stuff of the year, I think. For this me. Is, yeah, for this me. is just Martyr's renting. This moment. is oh uh, yeah, welcome to Martyr's Corner. I'm gonna bitch. <laughs> That's fine. So um it's been an open secret in at least the Brooklyn community and also in the Manhattan drag scene, um, that we have several abusers and sexual predators and um in our midst. Um and we've been very quiet about it. Um and as of yet, it's becoming, especially this year, it came to sort of like a head 
um, last year too as well. Um, it's getting very chaotic um, where these people are constantly getting praise um, and admiration and awards for and uh, booking and bookings for their terrible behavior. One's about to be on Drag Race. Oopsie. Did I just say that? Uh, <laughs> yes. Oops. Um, and uh, it's really bothering me. Uh, I didn't realize this until a couple weeks ago, but um, I definitely took a break from going out as much um, because I didn't feel safe. I didn't feel safe in like bar settings because like I had to be around these people. And it's like, I don't want to put up with you, <laughs> basically. Mm. And it's it's not even like, it's people that you don't expect, expect, but like, it's people that like have a known history that people talk about still. And it's not even like hearsay or anything. It's like several people confirm this. And it's becoming such a problem that like, for me personally, I don't find the drag scene very, A, because we're always like fighting for like safe spaces and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's not happening. Um, if we continue to elevate these people um, or these abusers in that way. And um, it, for me, that's taking like the fun out of drag. It's just like I have to, it's becoming, and I, I, I think I'm privileged in saying that like I, cause I know some girls like do drag for a living, but like I do, I do drag for fun and like creative out, output and or outlook and stuff. And it it takes the fun out of it um, where I don't want to like go out and perform and um, or go out and see anybody because I still have friends in the scene. Um, yeah, but, of course. Um, but it's just like I don't I don't want to like I'll hang out with you out outside of clubs and stuff. Like that's why I kind of love this podcast and I like that why we do it because mm-hmm. it's like people come to me. <laughs> no, it's true though. I like for me it's kind of just opposite. I just don't have time to go to drag shows mm-hmm. as much as I used to. So this mm-hmm. is kind of like my way to keep in touch. Yeah. And I, I like it in that way or just like I do have a perspective because I did work in the scene for a little bit but it's just like do I want to I don't know that's at my crossroads right now is like do I want to keep working in the scene and I have like alternatives and I'm thinking about it. Um We'll see what 2020 holds, but um, at the moment, if if this is the way it's going, I'm not interested in being a part of this like shitty community, <laughs> basically. Well, I mean, not everyone's shitty. That's not like, everyone's shitty. Yes, yes, yes. I, I feel like it's just this, also because we kind of had this conversation with BB Deluxe mm-hmm. about the Jacksonville scene. There's always going to be people like this in every scene. Like it's just unavoidable, no matter what. But for me, my thing is like especially with younger people, which I feel like especially Brooklyn is very, very young scene. Everyone is, especially if they're in Brooklyn, they're like very social justice warrior and like trying to fight for justice and whatever. But like whatever they say doesn't always equal what they actually like. Whatever they preach (laughs) doesn't equal what they actually do. So it's just interesting to me because like that's a much I'm a little bit older. So like for that generation to be like so pro being a social justice warrior, when when it push comes to shove, um, are you actually? I have an example of this. Doing that. Um, <laughs> this might be shade to one girl. I I don't know this girl personally, so no ill f- feelings towards her except for this one comment, which I thought was really shitty. Uh, I'm not gonna say your name for obvious reasons, but um, they made a comment. It'd be like, how do we make bars safer spaces for women? Mm-hmm. And this is right after they helped host a Kim Petras dance party. 
or like a drag show around Kim Petras' mm-hmm. music, which if you don't know, um, Kim Petras works with Dr. Luke, who famously um, sexually assaulted Kesha. And allegedly, allegedly, yeah. excuse me, we allegedly. Um, and but we believe Kesha. Yeah, we believe Kesha. And it was really disgusting to see because I've been very outspoken about like my un, it, I don't have a lot of ill will towards Kim Petras as a person. I just like work with better people. And I know people tell me like, oh, she's in the industry. She can't control it. I'm like, there's definitely ways around different things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I love Kim Petras. And as a person. I, I would love nothing more than a German trans pop star to be in the I know, fucking right? mainstream. <laughs> I know. That sounds amazing. <laughs> it's, just, it's just unfortunate who she has worked with. Yes. Um, and she's not the only artist no. to work um, with. There's a couple. Dr. Uh, he's, he has changed his name. Yeah. Because what of, is it now? Uh, Made in China, um, which he's a white man. So that's yeah, interesting. Yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> um, and, I'm so confused. And... Um, it, this is also right after, so they hosted this party for Kim Petras and all the, all the little faggots are enjoying Kim Petras. Um, and then Kesha, Kesha happened to be at oh. Macri Park and everyone was like celebrating her and taking pictures. Oh, I was when, there like, that night. <laughs> when literally a night before y'all were like praising Kim Petras and her music with Dr. Luke. And it's just like, y'all don't have like context for this at all. And like, it's. Like, you can't say, like, how do we make safe spaces when you're literally, like, creating, creating dangerous environments for people. <laughs> I mean, that's a little... I, I know what you're saying, but I think it's a little bit different than versus, like, what's actually happening in Brooklyn. I agree. Um, but it's still, Also, like, it's not Kesha versus Kim Petras either. No, it's not. Which is definitely... It, like, that's another... But, but it, I understand where you're coming from. It lacks mm-hmm. a lot of, like, social awareness of yeah. it. Where people are, like... I don't know. It weirds me out that people are, like, so openly to be, like... Oh my God, Kesha was here. I love you so much. And then also like listen to someone who works with her abuser. Cause that, that's another issue. That's true. Um, um, alleged abuser. I need to keep saying that. Yeah. Um, so we don't get sued. Not get sued for this podcast where <laughs> um, we make zero dollars on. Um, and that's another thing. Um, that's sort of like, co- uh, an interesting parallel in the community because like, I know people that are like friends with abusers. Mm hmm. Um, there's so many though that I don't know who they all are exactly it's kind of weird it's um, mm-hmm. and they like forgive them and then like call people out when they're like they did this like yeah, they like silence they people well, they yeah. silence people then when they talk out about it they're like oh but I know them personally they would never do this and I'm like that's not how that works yeah that's <laughs> not how it works <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's I don't know it's really mind numbing to see that constantly happen and um and then, they, yeah, my biggest problem, these people are going to exist, I agree, but we're we're in a unique destination where, like, things we do in the community get national praise and national attention, and these people are getting, um, these people that are dangerous and are threatening to people um, are getting national attention, and, um, and it's really weird. It's really weird to see, um, and then, because my biggest thing, the, my biggest fear is, like, new people new people come to the scene all the time mm-hmm. it's just like they don't they're unaware yes. of what happened i that is something very concerning to me as well um and when people talk out about it like they can get caught up in like really messy situations and that that's my biggest concern is like new people in the scene i want it to be as safe and comfortable for them well also you don't want be. the predators to keep preying on people exactly <laughs> <laughs> like 
It's um, gonna keep happening because that's who they latch onto. Is no, people yeah, who, people who don't know, and that's scary. Like we should be helping each other. Exactly. Like that's like the whole point. Like why why do we do all of this if it's not to like um, take care of each other? That's my biggest thing is to like wear ways uh raise awareness um about not these people but like that in general. Um, and I do talk out about people if, um, they're mentioned, but I don't go out of my way and be like, this person is abuser. I'm just like, if you mention them in passing, I'm like, don't work with them. <laughs> yeah. No, people should know. Like yeah. I, you were, you were the one who alerted me to a lot of this yeah. situation too. Um, cause I, I think people, uh, I think it's like, it's kind of an open secret, but yeah. it's still a secret, you know? Yeah. I think it's an open secret more for like workflow and so the scene doesn't collapse. Um, and also for legal re- reasons, um, We've been saying allegedly a lot. Uh, we're going to have to keep saying that. Because <laughs> um, we don't want to get sued, basically. Well, I've had my own issues this year with that whole situation. Yep. So um, We won't get into that. I'm not getting into that. But, like, yeah, it's just... An, I I just want people to be safe. People I, I should agree. be aware. And just talking about it is an okay thing to do. I don't yeah. think anyone should be scared into silence. And uh, Like, that's, that's ridiculous. They, they win. They win. When, yeah. When you are silent, they win. That's a disturbing mm-hmm. trend right now um, where people are being, like, blacklisted for talking out about it. And, that's crazy. Um, I know someone who was personally affected by one of these people, and they made a comment and basically, like, why are you putting them or why are you giving them praise? Why are you giving them bookings when they did this? And their comment got deleted on like Facebook, and mm. it's just like you're literally like silencing. Uh, I hate this word, but victim yeah. in this situation. Um, and it's just like yeah. <laughs> um, a survivor. It's yeah, a survivor. I also hate that word, too. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and uh, a person that has dealt with sexual assault, especially from the person that did it to them. Yeah, um, you're literally like, silencing them, and that's a big problem. Um, well, speaking of that. It's sort of relevant. Um, there was uh, every year this list is compiled for the local New York scene about the top performances or performers, venues, venues things that happen in the scene that year. And they're, yeah. they're ranked mm-hmm. in a listicle. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's what it is. Um, and it always causes controversy. Every year it always causes Every, controversy. No, see, I always know it's out because I wake up to like 20 text messages from like 20 different people about it. So <laughs> that's how I, I'm like, oh, it's here. It's here. It's arrived. Happy Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas to myself. Um, it's always a controversy because people are mad they didn't get included. People are mad that people got included. And the people, rank. <laughs> people are ranked. Um, people that are on it don't want to be on it for some reason. I don't quite understand that, but <laughs> I don't know who that was. <laughs> um, I could tell you off mic, but uh, it's weird to like see that. So the person that does it, um, I'm not going to mention their name either, but um, they, I think they do it out of kindness at least. Um, well, for, so for my take on it, I'm, an, I'm, I'm real, even though I'm part of the scene, I'm also, an outsider on the scene. So for me, it's actually, I actually do enjoy it because I like reading through it to see who is new onto the scene. There's just so many performers in New York. I just want to know who the hell they are and what's their story. So for me as an outsider, it's like a good way to like see that 
I think they from that perspective they spotlight a lot of local talent. Absolutely, and they're also very um, throughout the year they post. Um, like I think nightly they post like what shows are yes, happening, which is very important. Which is really important. Really, it's a kind service to do. Yeah, it's and I'm not hugely su- helpful. Um, and it's not always accurate, but that's not their fault. Some no. people don't advertise. <laughs> well, not even that. Like last minute things can change. Yeah, at, um, especially in New York. But they're very. I think that's an important thing. People, are, someone's doing, and I think that's amazing. But this ranking is. A little odd especially from a performance standpoint mm-hmm. um to see people that you've worked with that you've um admired they're all ranked but they're, it's all subjected for like one person yeah if that makes sense well it's always gonna be biased you know yeah um it start. I, I remember when i first moved here i was i don't know why i was bummed i wasn't on it i was no, no one knew who i was but <laughs> <laughs> and nothing has changed and nothing has changed um but i was very thrilled um last year when i was on it um i thought that was like sort of like being seen mm-hmm. i thought that was important this year unfortunately i wasn't on the list um but that wasn't my big problem this year it was just like this. yes it is <laughs> just kidding <laughs> just kidding um <laughs> my big problem this year was um the stuff i mentioned earlier where people are um getting praise for mm-hmm. um while they're actively like a predator in the community um and one is on drag race i will repeat that one is on drag yeah. race <laughs> and also drag race has a history of having known yeah community predators on. yeah um one is on season 11 yes that's true <laughs> Um, I'm just giving you vague hints, but if you want to, yeah, if you want to talk, just it's fucking not that hard. DM me. It's, I will list names. Just go on Reddit. It's not that hard. I will literally list names. I do not give a shit, but yeah. for the sake of our podcast. And <laughs> for the our... sake of not getting sued <laughs> for our zero dollar podcast that we make no money off of. Yep. Um, I will keep it anonymous as much as possible. Um, but it, it's a very open problem and I have a lot of problems with it. And <laughs> Problem, problem, problem. Um, but ninety-nine problems. A lot of the information was also incorrect, which was interesting. Uh, again, it's from one person's perspective. Yeah, it's also hard to like have that many people on and know everything accurately. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's a thing that happens every year, but every year I'm like, does this need to happen? I guess my issue is. Just the rankings, like there should shouldn't be numbers. It's just should yeah, be a list of people. The rank, the rankings, I think, is the biggest problem. That's my biggest problem, and also it is biased, which is impossible. There's nothing you can do to stop that. But the people featured are usually from very specific locations. Yeah, and New York is a big city. Like yeah. why people are ranked or even on because they they just happen to be from a specific location is interesting. To yeah. Me. Um, but it's also an impossible task uh, from like because I've written my own articles like it is very very hard to like even attempt to cover the whole scene yeah so I definitely give a lot of praise for just attempting to do it it I, is a lot of work it's a lot of work um, I'm sure it takes all year to do I imagine but you know um, this is the same person that also did like analytics of like how many performers were active in the scene yeah I think it was like 2,000 people probably 2,000 3,000 more than that now yeah it was a lot of people I was like fuck how many faggots in the city so many <laughs> I know <laughs> um well that's our little that was my little rant um I think we just need to do better um and listen to people basically also I think <laughs> we should uplift each other and embrace each other yeah exactly because like I mean that's a- Honestly, the goal of this podcast. Yeah. 
Like, we want to find out who these people are who yeah. are in our community and mm-hmm. where they're coming from, what's their story, mm-hmm. and, like, show support to them. That's I treat, who, who I've always been. I always treat this as, like, a queer historical document, sort mm-hmm. of, because we're talking to specific performers that are living and performing in this time right now. Right now, yeah. Um, and I think that's important. Um, hopefully, they'll be useful in the future, but right now, it's just sort of fun. Yeah, <laughs> so, it, it's uh, a good way. Yeah. Just to just to support people, like even just the fact that people will listen, mm-hmm. even if it's just to their friend or whatever. Yeah, like and find out new things about them. That is like the mm-hmm. biggest thing for me. Yeah, takeaway. I agree. Okay, which is exciting. We're gonna take another little break, um, and then we're gonna do. We're gonna get sued, so we're gonna have to get some lawyers. Um, yeah, we're gonna get some lawyers. Hopefully, we can get some good Disney lawyers. They're Hell really good at yeah. that. Yeah, I want some corporate lawyers. On yeah. This. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Bye, kids. Bye. 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 Um, we got a few listener questions. Whoa. <laughs> we actually have, we have a listener. <laughs> I thought we just do this to talk to each other. Like it's our way to like catch up. On you know, <laughs> I'm just like, Caitlin, what's going on? And <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, so I think like earlier this week or maybe last week, I asked um, people on Instagram to send some questions. Mm-hmm. Um, most people didn't send any. You didn't send any to me, y'all. But I did get two, no two important questions that Yay. I want to um, reach out to. Um, this um, this question says, how important is it to, to support local drag and people slash can people complain when a drag slash gay slash LGBT bar shuts down because people aren't supporting local bars? Um, how do you feel about that? Which part? Because there's two I know. parts to that question. Um, <laughs> well, I, I I think the first part is more relevant to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So I think local bar or local drag. I feel like there are two camps of like liking drag and liking drag race. Yes. Huge, huge um, difference. <laughs> and I feel like a lot of people don't do the former. They don't like drag. They just want drag rings yeah absolutely so they want complete like polish and they just like a tv show exactly yeah where and you have fine. you have fun recurring characters lots of personality that's fine do your thing pretty colors shiny lights we can only get to that point by supporting local artists. absolutely um, so um i think it's like inherent to do that even if it's someone who's a booger um uh, i still consider myself a booger um and i'm okay me too. With <laughs> as long as, as long as someone picks me from the nose of life. <laughs> <laughs> My face right now. <laughs> I cannot. Um, uh. <laughs> I'm okay with it, but it's just like, as long as you like get that support base and well, stuff. Well, everyone has to start from somewhere. Yeah, exactly. And like your hometown heroes, if they're good or like decent, they're going to end up on Drag Race anyway. And then you can be like me and just tell everyone, oh, I knew them way back when. Or they get famous in their own right. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna say drag race isn't the be all end all of careers. I hope not. I hope not either. Um, like I said, because that bubble's gonna burst. <laughs> yeah, that's well. Also, there's just so many now. Yeah. Like it's just hard to keep up anymore. Um, and the thing about drag local drag bars closing down because people aren't supporting local drag is a separate issue. Um, because I don't know. New York is kind of weird because bars close like every other day and then like a new one takes over the space. <laughs> That's true. Awesome. Well, like, yeah, there's always constant change, but also like 
once people have like a hold on a bar, yeah, like the management, they're not letting go of that bar. Yeah, they're gonna make it work. Yeah, I, there I might not be drag queens in it, yeah. but they're gonna make it work. They don't care. Um, I think it's more interesting in like rural or like less metropolitan areas where where like the queer community isn't as strong as here because like at any given day a queer is gonna fucking walk into the rosemont but that's not gonna be inherent in like um jacksonville and going to in cahoots um which where uh, you're from um where i'm from and i went to in cahoots several times oh i didn't realize you that was the name of the bar (laughs) i was like Um, what are you talking i don't actually don't know if it's open still um but it's um i don't know like it's, that's a perspective someone like you would have that I mm-hmm. really don't have, but it's mm-hmm. interesting to hear. Um, I don't know because when I lived, I don't know if in Jacksonville, but in Tallahassee, one bar, uh, queer bar, did close down. It was like the major queer bar, and then another one popped up, um, maybe like eight or nine months later, but um, it closed down because of bad management. Uh, and I feel like that's most of the cause of like bad. Yeah. Or like, well, I remember in, <laughs> in DC, the big, big town dance boutique. That was the biggest. That's where all the drag race girls went. Like it was the big bar in DC, but it got sold to developers. But you know, people just have to make it work. I know. I feel like it hasn't really recovered DC from that, but I haven't really been there as much as it used to be. Um, I think, Especially in Brooklyn, the artsy weirdos um, have like sort of lost a home because um, Bizarre Bush, uh, Bizarre Close. Bushwick, yeah, yeah, Bushwick. yeah, that's what it's called. Uh, I, I was thinking, well, both bazaars actually I just thought of that both bazaar venues closed down, yeah, this year, um, and that's where like again bad management. Uh, yeah, it was bad management and like bad years. Well, Bizarre Bushwick was bad management allegedly. Allegedly, <laughs> there's only like a New York Times article about it. Yeah, um, and plenty of lawsuits. There's a lot of mess with that. It's just like, it's that's usually the cause of like queer bars losing spaces because of bad management. Yeah. I don't, at least from what I see, it's not communities losing interest. It's just like, um, because like though I d- I do agree people need to come out to support. Yeah, I agree. Too. I know Grinder kind of changed like gay nightlife. But we're like ten years into Grinder. That's not an issue as much. Maybe in other places though it might Maybe. be. Maybe because like know. that's like the only place. Grinder bar- came out in like two thousand nine. I know, but it like really it made a difference in nightlife like a lot. Yeah, I agree. like people wouldn't go out as much because they knew they could just like yeah text people and there they are. Um, but I don't know. It's like ten years down the road that we're like I think you can easily adapt from that. Um, so it's not like as big of an issue. I feel like. But I, I don't know. People, it is hard to get people to go to shows. You can advertise as much as you want. And even like advertising has changed to like promote it's shows. It's weird now. Yeah. Cause like, it I used have to be a like hard time. Pure flyers and stuff. Like, I'm talking about like physical flyers. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, but now it's just like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Well, I mean, it's I also too many things. Yeah. And I just like, I, I just scroll past. I don't even. I think that's why we've gotten like, minor celebrities in the scene where it's like they get such a following because like people see them a lot so they they get they're like the draw kind of yeah of course um and i don't know that ebbs and flows so um yeah local bars closing i don't know it's it's always a weird thing but like people need a community so it's like i don't i i don't want to say it's like a bad um 
it's always people not supporting local scenes, but just like it's not supporting a good establishment, basically, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then our other question, which I think is more directed towards me, <laughs> <laughs> but Caitlin, feel free to chime in. <laughs> I will talk about my drag aesthetic. Okay. Continue. <laughs> Um, was how do you personally support the HIV AIDS community through drag and also maybe other artists you have seen doing the same? Um, I'm going to start with the latter question because there are artists that um, do support the HIV AIDS community. Um, I used to intern at Visual AIDS, which is an artist archive that collects um, artwork of people living with AIDS um, or people living with HIV. And... Um, that was a good community. I, I loved working with them. Um, I also wrote my paper or my master's thesis about them. I talk about it all the time. <laughs> mm. um, and but they also have like some drag artists that like um, are in their archives and stuff. And I've seen some of their work. Um, they also they hire performers to host some of their galas and stuff. Um, I think Tyler Ashley, mm. um, the Delphine of Brooklyn, mm-hmm. her full title. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I think she's really good friends with Visual Aids and she's hosted their last really big fundraiser. Mm-hmm. Um, they also do Fire Island stuff where they have queens supporting them. Um, and then there's one artist, Ragamuffin, who hosts a, um, I think it's called Pause Potluck. And it's artists, uh, I don't think it's even artists, I think it's just people um, that are positive. Um, they have like a monthly potluck. Oh, wow. Um, oh, yeah, it's a really amazing. I think it's really um, good community builder. Um, and I know she does that. I'm trying to think of anybody off the uh, off the top of my head. Um, we just had a big um, program at the on December first. I was supposed to go to it, but I was very sick. Uh, it was called Break the Stigma, and it was um, performers doing a giant charity show to um, raise some funds for a HIV um, charity. Um, and we had organizations that were dealt with the epidemic um and getting legislation passed and stuff so we had prep for all and i think act up was also there i was trying to get visual aids involved but um timing wasn't the best so um yeah there's other people like the community really cares about um that which makes me really happy um and i'm very outspoken about it um and personally um a lot of my drag is influenced by the hiv epidemic um I'm, like, obsessed with that era um, for some reason, some morbid reason. <laughs> yeah, it's very morbid. Um, and um, a lot of my, like, characters and stuff, that's why I kind of use the color red a lot. Um, it represents, um, like, the red ribbon um, for me personally. Also, like, a few other things. But um, anytime you see me, like, in a full red outfit, it's usually, like, in reference to the HIV AIDS epidemic. Um I have one look. It's called my red Pope look. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. That's the only thing I can think of when you're talking um, about. And uh, I just did a giant photo series, and um, that red Pope look was pestilence. Um, and my idea of pestilence isn't necessarily disease-based, but, like, fear-based. Mm. So, like, fear as a disease. And I feel like the stigma around HIV is more of a disease than the... Um, stigma or not stigma the actual epidemic itself itself is because like i mean yes i'm not going to downplay <laughs> the tragedy that happened in the 80s and 90s 
But um, and it's still happening. It's still happening. It, that's that's more my concern is like that fear and stigma around that is more um, currently is that's more interesting to me um, to deal with because that's that's more of a problem now because we have like measures to either help prevent, help treat, help people keep healthy basically, and people still like. I know so many people that are like on prep, they but they won't have sex with people that are positive. Mm. Um, as yeah, so mm. it's interesting. Um, and people don't talk about all this either. So um, it's something I'm very passionate about. I, I, I'm writing a lot of papers about it right now. Um, hopefully, those will come out in 2020. But um, woo. Um, but I love the, I don't want to say I love, <laughs> I was like, that's but, so weird. but I do love the community. Yeah. Um, and of that, and I want to be active in that and I'm very outspoken about it. Um, so yeah. Yeah. And that's one of my favorite things about your drag as well, oh, that you do you. bring it up because yeah. I think it's an important historical moment and it's something yeah. that's still happening today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's my big thing is like, it's still happening. Yeah. Like, people don't treat it as much. <laughs> yeah. Um, Okay. We are coming to our wrap up. It's Wee. probably going to be like another 20 minutes, kids, but sorry. <laughs> I know no one's going to listen to this whole episode, but that's okay. Um, we appreciate you. Hopefully they do. Maybe if you do, let me know. Give me a ring. Um, Text me what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we Spotify did their end of the year. Like play or like end of the year statistics and whatever for everybody for everybody in the entire world. And since we are on Spotify, um, we got our statistics back. We we had over 800 hours listened to close to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then which was really flattering. That means like at least 800 people. (laughs) I mean, I know some of that was me because when we were going to Provincetown with my friends, we were listening to (laughs) some of the old episodes. I know I'm part of the problem. Okay. That's cute. Um, (laughs) um, but what were our top three episodes? So our top three, I'm trying to remember from memory. Number three was DeVoe Bonique. Yay. (laughs) I'm so happy. She was just, she was, it's exciting. Cause I feel like she's very new to the scene. So it's exciting Mm -hmm. that she was our third most listened to Mm -hmm. on Spotify. Like she's definitely kind of gained a following. Now she has her Wednesday night shows at Metro. So I'm definitely going to promote that. Even though I I was too tired to go, but I'm going to promote it here Mm because you should check her out. It's every Wednesday at Metropolitan Bar. Yes. um, Williamsburg. Williamsburg. (laughs) Number two was our first episode. Aww. So I'm glad like people like listen. <laughs> yeah. Well, that makes me feel better because like that means people listen to the first episode and then also listen to other episodes. I assume so. Yeah. Or maybe they listen to the first one. They're like, oh, they're like, this oh, is terrible. These, I never want to hear these, these people talk again. These queers. <laughs> yeah. Like I never want to hear this ever, ever I again. Know. Um, and then our number one. I mean, was it really a surprise? No. I just, it, it's a little surprise, but not really. No. Not at all, it's I not. guess. <laughs> our number one is our favorite person in the entire world. Untitled Queen. Queen. Yes. yes. Uh, my well, love. Well, the thing is, like, she's like, all of my friends have listened. And I was like, Untitled has a lot of friends. I was like, what? <laughs> she's like, yeah, all of my friends have listened. I'm like, to our podcast? <laughs> also, Untitled actually promoted the episode. So shout out to Untitled for like helping get the word out there. Untitled's just like such a sweet person. I yeah, love I'm so happy much. that's our number one. I mean, obviously, we're going to have to get her on next year because oh, yeah. she's the only person who can get oh, us. Oh, can we do like, a follow-up episode? Oh, that's so exciting. I mean, she's the busiest person on the planet. So we'll see. But 
if she's number one, we got to get her back. Clearly, they only care about Untitled Queen just like how we only I care mean, about yeah. Untitled Queen. Um, oh, that'd be such an interesting interview. I really want to. Okay, we can do that. Oh, uh, no, I, I've been <laughs> thinking about that ever since like the top three were announced. Ooh. But okay. I mean, she has to be free. Untitled, yeah. I know you're not listening, but if you were listening, <laughs> keep us in mind for 2020. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, well, speaking of that, that was actually one of my favorite moments of the podcast. Ooh. Um, I, I, I just really admired, um, Untitled Queen. Um, so to get to sit, cause I, I do get to see her every once in a while. And when we have our one-on-one conversations, they're like really special. Cause like, she just has a lot of wisdom. Um, she, I swear to God, like yeah. that's who I go to. And I really like, I'm, <laughs> if I'm dealing with some tough shit, that's mm-hmm. who I hit, hit up. <laughs> um, and then my favorite moment, um, we're talking about our favorite moments. Yeah, this of, is our favorite moments portion. We did not yeah. segue, but we yeah. did segue. Well, now we're segueing. Uh-huh. Um, my favorite moment of the past year probably was like geeking out about Avatar with her. <laughs> like, oh that's my one of my God. favorite shows uh, of all time. And then okay. she like she like appreciated it like I did when I was in middle school. And like that made me like feel like a kid again. And just be like, oh my God, it's such a good show. Oh my God. That was your favorite moment? <laughs> yes. Because it was just like, it was so special to like bond with her like Aww. that. So, because um, I love, I love, I do love her dearly. Yeah. Um, she's one of my main inspirations. And yeah. it's really fun to work with her and work near her basically and be it's like so that. true she's um, she's the goddess of brooklyn i know what other what other moment um one of my favorites was just getting a bore on the podcast yes <laughs> like clearly the most famous person we have on currently hopefully that'll change in 2020 but like the fact that she took time out of her day to like just talk to us that's like a huge thing for me for free <laughs> mind you for free <laughs> Like, she didn't have to do it. Nope. She just did it out of the kindness of her dark black heart. Yep. Um, and what an episode that was. That, that was, was one hell of an episode. Editing that episode was a nightmare. Yeah, um, y'all weren't there for the full thing. <laughs> um, I think it I think it came out really well. It came out amazing. Um, and I'm glad people liked it. Um, hopefully she listened to it and liked it, but I don't know. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't no heard one, from her. <laughs> no one else listens to our podcast, I know, so right? probably not her. Um. My other moment was when we went to um, the camp exhibit. Yeah, I really love that. Um, and just to talk, um, we, me and Caitlin were talking about this during the break. We love just like having shooting the shit between each other. Like we love having our guests on and like recording yeah. that kind of dialogue. But like when we just shoot the shit about like queer things and drag. Yeah, I'm, like, really being a nerd. Um, so the camp episode was really fun because I could talk about fashion a little mm-hmm. bit. And also like... I could put on my museum hat and be like, this is what was wrong with the exhibition, but this is what I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that was a lot of sp- sp- fun. And then also... What? A spoiler alert for um, next year, maybe. Oh. Um, that photo we used for our little promo for the camp episode when we were at the Brooklyn Ball. Uh, oh. That might be our promo image for season two of Wigging Out. Oh, we have a season two coming in? Yes, bitch. We're going to, after our year. Oh, we do? (laughs) I'm talking to a few artists about um, commissioning a a new logo. I definitely, I want to always switch it up all the time. Mm. Like, obviously, per year, I guess. Yeah. Not all Um, the time, but. And so that might be our promo. That's like the running for our promo image next year. Yay. Um, so look forward to that. I'm it's really one of our few together. Yeah. <laughs> we don't take photos. True. Uh, well, one of my favorite things was just getting to talk to my friend. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you kind of like look at who our guests are, it's just people who I love, you know? 
like this is all all my family pretty much Mm. like my chosen family Mm. they're all on here Mm. Mm. um i love i literally am so thankful for all the guests that came on i thought that was really kind for them so either especially if they come all the way to brooklyn for us like that is thank you it's very kind um and i'm glad you feel comfortable to talk about your stories and stuff and yeah. sit down and sh- shoot the shit with us. I know on our um, stupid show, on our stupid little <laughs> show that no one listens to. <laughs> but us, um, I'm not going to say it, but i we definitely started a trend of Brooklyn podcast. Well, we've talked about this already, so whatever, whatever. But I also like, cause I was thinking about who has podcasts there. I'd love to get them on our show too. Just, I think we should, uh, I think we should uh, do the, crossover. The, ma- the main two that I know of are voicemails by Brenda and mother Teresa and i keep forgetting they have one and harajuku and baby love just started a podcast yeah and we should do like a three-way podcast a three-way podcast we should all we all six of us should be in a room together do we can you have- imagine the shit show that would be no i don't want to do that can we do like a mega episode where <laughs> no like, where we can split it between all three of us so i would do a live long. episode of it'll that. be three hours long no but every hour is separated by tw- uh, between the. they're not gonna do that i know <laughs> no i think we could do one-on-one but if they're listening with other people i want to do that <laughs> oh lord <laughs> um well speaking of that what are we looking forward to next year it's our like this is the end of the year this is the end of 2019 i mean what when is this episode coming out sunday <laughs> okay great <laughs> i mean i don't know well i was trying to think about this for the podcast like i definitely want to reach out to more people mm-hmm. There's so many people I want to interview. It's ridiculous. I want to get more out-of-state folks. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely um, on my butt about getting that. As much as I love our little community here, I want more outside perspectives. Absolutely. Um, so whenever anybody's in town... Hopefully they can hit us up and be like, I want to be on the podcast. Yeah. We'll make time. time Because from my book, like I just know so many people and they Mm. just come through to New York and I don't see them. And like, I don't know that they're here and I would love to have them on. So y'all, if you are listening, hit me up when you're here. (laughs) Like I need to know. Um, And my biggest hope for the podcast next year is we, um, we start getting sponsored. So we get some little, Little money. I know that's a little selfish, but like yeah. I think it'd be cool. Well, we'll it just helps us like produce a better show, and yeah, so like true. maybe we can hire an editor or, or even <laughs> like just a Patreon. I think we yeah. could do because um, I feel like that's fair. That means like people actually want to hear us. Yeah, for our two listeners, <laughs> our two give listeners. us thirty we'll cents get a five dollars a month. No, we'll thirty <laughs> cents a month. That's actually pretty generous. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, my biggest hope is to get some interest in the show. So that we can like start paying people to like help us out. Yeah. So that'd be, um, I mean, Mark here does a lot. I, I do all the editing and Caitlin does basically all the social stuff <laughs> so, and the bookings and the bookings. So, um, it, it's, it's just a two te- a person team, but we get it. We make it work. Um, but work. I feel like we have the potential to do it better. So, yeah. um, and do you have any career goals in mind? This, this was more for you. This but is for me. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like my my schedule, it, my life really revolves around around my work schedule. Mm. Like as far as going out and everything mm. like that. I really, once I get more settled in, because I'm moving to Manhattan. Once my life and my career, like she's been moving to Manhattan for six months. for literally <laughs> six months. I'm still not there. It has taken a long time. But once like it officially happens, and also like 
the holiday season ends. Mm-hmm. Like, I really do want to go out more. I want to see more shows. I want to do more looks. I was really into, like, the club kid scene for a hot second. I still am. But, like, I just don't have time. Yeah, too. So, especially, like, Suzanne Barsh parties, I really love on top. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to do more of that next year. I have looks. It's just I don't have time. So. I still haven't been. And I have reasons I haven't been. Yeah, um, that's okay. I forgive you. But um, I do. I that's what I'm looking forward to next year is um, just producing more looks and um, content and stuff. Like um, I got really, I did a photo series in November, and like I got really inspired to do that more. So I'm like learning photography and like going to do a combination of drag and art photography stuff, um, self portraiture uh, for right now. But I already have like plans for my next two photo series. They're going to come up January and February because I hate myself. <laughs> You're crazy. I don't know why you do um, this. Because, you know, it's really insane is I fucking filmed them the day of. I know. <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with you? Um. So the next the next two are 36 images combined. Oh, my God. Um. I hate myself. That's more than What's one. What's wrong? You better, like, plan this shit ahead of time. Oh, I, I am. Okay. Um, taking some. I, uh, my last day of work is on Saturday. Um. And then I'm going to take the next two weeks to just do things. So, okay. yeah, I have time. Um, and hopefully I can perform more. I have like personal career goals like um, that I want to get done. Um, I don't know if they're going to happen next year, but. Um, with drag? With drag, oh, specifically okay. like performing. Like my dream of mine is like um, to perform at nightgowns. I yeah. love to be um, booked for that and work with Sasha. Um, and also just hang out with Untitled and Vanderbilt on. <laughs> Untitled never stays after nightgowns though. Oh. Like Untitled like runs because she always has another gig right Gee. after. Though um, Vander, I would love to get Vander on the show. She's a good oh, Judy of mine. Um, if well, she's ever I, here, I'd gush about her for an hour. So yeah, I'm okay I with love it. Vander very much. Um, I would love, yeah, I would love to get booked for nightgowns. Um, and then sad songs. I also want to get booked for sad songs. Patty. I also want to get Patty on the show. It's been in talks. It's just, we need time to do it. We need time to do it. Um, and hopefully that'll happen. And then I don't know. I've had ideas of like, I always have like ideas of shows, but I never like put effort into like producing them. So maybe 2020, I produced my first show. Wow. Um, we'll see about that though. Um, I'll be your MC. What? I'll be your MC. Yeah, you'll be my MC. Um, <laughs> it'll be wigging out the show. The show. Wait, Whoa! fuck. <laughs> <laughs> we should do that. Wait, no one would fuck. show. No one show up, but we could do it. <laughs> Wait, fuck. We might have to do that. I want to. Maybe that's our one year show. Uh, that'd be good. I would do that for the one year for sure. Where would we do it? No one cares about us. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that those are my plans. Yeah. Um, um, I just want to thank again everyone that's listened this past year. Yeah, if you've w- made it through a whole episode of any of our episodes, why? Con- but thank you. <laughs> Congratulations! I remember Virginia's like, "Yeah, I listen ten minutes at a time every day." Smart. I'm like, that's one way to do it. That's smart. <laughs> that's one way to do it. Um, and I want to thank everyone that came on. Yes. as well. Um, seriously, we've, we've had a lot we of special guests. Yeah, um, I mean, I think this is like what episode. 18 i think wow i really when we started i mean i knew we would do it because we're both very committed to like doing things (laughs) but like it's crazy that we've done that much already because like i remember i was talking to adele computer and she had a podcast for a few episodes Mm -hmm. 
Um, and she's like, bitch, it's a lot of fucking work. It is. It's, it is a lot of fucking it work. But like, we get it. We get it done. I'm not the best at putting it on, on out on time, but I do get it out. <laughs> I mean, it tends to come out the same day. That's all you can yeah. ask for from people. Um, also, most people don't even know our schedule. So it's every Sunday. Every sun. <laughs> every Sunday. Every two weeks. Uh, yeah. Um, usually around like one or two. Ah. Because I wake. I up don't up. even know. I'm always at work, so I can never promote it mm. when we. I'm usually post that's because us, I usually wake up late on Saturday. Yeah. So <laughs> Perfect. I like post it um, or not Saturday, Sunday. I usually wake up late on Sunday. So I post it when I wake up. Um, yeah. So, mm. yeah. Um, well, thank you for a half a year, I guess. Yeah, of, a little more than that. We yeah. started when like we what, start? May? I thought it was April. April? Then that's almost a year. Wow. We're uh, almost at a year. Fuck. The fuck? It might have been. Oh God. So it was weird. at least May. I think it was like I think our first episode came out like 4:20. Not even joking. Oh, uh, we should check this out. It also took us a while to get on. Oh, we may be on more um, platforms soon. Ooh. So check out for that. I I will announce it once it actually happens. Ooh. Yeah, we're that's in development. That's exciting. I didn't even know that, kids. Yeah. Um, you do know that. April 29th. That was our first episode. I think we filmed on wow. April 20th though. Or like I posted it April twentieth, oh, wow. and it took a few a few days. Wow, um, it's almost been a year. Holy shit! I know, right? Fuck, it's <laughs> wild. <laughs> That's honestly though. Um, but thank you for an amazing twenty nineteen. Happy New Caitlin, Year, Caitlin. I love you. I love you, Martyr. Uh, even though I'm really mean to you, you're sometimes. always mean to me. <laughs> I'm always, I hurt your I'm feelings. I'm the perpetual intern. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, you are. <laughs> um, but I'm right here. I'm C Tepper. And this was Wig It Out. Happy New Year. <laughs>